This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, Well, we were joined by somebody who had invented... The sport of pothole golf. Very Brilliant. timely the way yeah, this country is at the moment, pothole-wise. Ben, he's only a teenager. Ben Thornbury joined us to tell us about that. We have more live racing with Rupert Bell we and do. Lizzie we Kelly. We had a bit of fun with him. And we normally have a bit of uh, jocularity with both oh, of those. Yes. Once again, Rupert on the receiving end of, of a load of clog, as always. Um, Martin Kellner joined us to look at the non-sporting... Sorry, the sporting TV yeah. that he'd taken in this week. And Mike Ward was around to hoover up the non-sporting telly, give you a bit of a preview for the weekend. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy. I've had a brilliant idea for Todd Bowley. You know he wants to introduce concept games like the All-Star match. I've come up with a fantastic one. It's the how not to take over a football club 11 versus the how to take over a football club 11. It's Chelsea versus Newcastle. Oh, okay. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? Todd Bowley, Charlie Caroli, you've got to have a system. Oh, absolutely. It's not going well. At, look, it's not going well at the moment. But they, you know, there's there's still plenty of money there. I'm sure there is a long term plan, plenty of intent. Things will turn. Around. I know it's getting to you, Andy. It's de- it's getting to yeah, you. Yeah, there isn't are it? some positives, some good young players. Son, uh, trim the squad, sell the duds, and buy a proven striker and a new keeper, and it might be all right. So it's quite simple. Don't sell the family silver though. The idea that Chelsea could sell Mason Mount so they can buy Yao Felix or Jao Felix, honestly. You know they, Felix. Oh, failing. He's hopeless. I can't stand him. Talk about he's a no end product. Honestly, even the guy, two goals, no assists, I think, so oh, far. He's useless. Absolutely. Well, he's not useless, is he? He is useless. Oh, okay. He's, it, Felix's display was typical, says Felix. the Guardian. Decent skill. I don't care what his name is, but nothing in the way of end product and zero. It's been conviction. like this all morning. It's like a bear with a sore head. Oh, because I'm sick. He's sitting of it. next to us. I'm sitting there right in the clips of the week. We're chuckling away, and he's going, I mean, I said, what's wrong, Andy? And he said, it's Chelsea, it's Chelsea. Every single team we play has got a strike. I went through them all, the ones we've got. We must be the only club in Europe. Can't you go Europe out and buy with... an eight-year contract? The only club in Europe 
without a strike, how can you spend six hundred million quid and not oh. buy a strike? What's wrong? This, this is what, keys is this is why people well. call the sports bar because it is cathartic. I think what you should yeah. do is just ring Jason. It'll be like be cheaper than therapy. <laughs> we don't worry, yeah, we do that. Ring Jason and Jamie <laughs> next, <laughs> next week. I've got my own personal hotline to Jason. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to Manchester United versus Sevilla. I'm wow, sick well, of that, Chelsea. There I was. I was listening to Talk Sport and they're coasting at two 0 yeah. I'm listening to oh, listening to Hugh and the I guys, know. and then suddenly it's a goal. Old Trafford, but it had kind of been coming from mm. what they were saying. Well, sort of. It was a, you know two of the luckiest goals. I mean, no end product. Navis finally came yeah. up with something, and then you know the the one off Maguire was just really unfortunate. Yeah, it was unlucky. one of the luckiest was, goals. Some of the papers giving him a kick in today, saying uh, uh, hapless. Can't do much about that. About it's him on hit the him. Hit him. He had no chance. chance whatsoever. But it's a, not a good result, and you you kind of no. wonder now whether you know mentally they go. They're going to have to start again, and you yeah. think that might be it. Yeah, I enjoyed Montiel though, the uh, severe defender. He's yeah. been studying at the Pepe School of Drama. Yes, a very good sustained lying on the ground, looking as if you're hovering on the brink of life. Yeah. It was so impressive. Apparently, he's going to be on Inside the Actors Studio. Yeah. James Lipton. I love the way that they, <laughs> the idea was that uh, they're going to get like a fair play award. The severe players. For taking Martinez off, they wanted to get him off so they could get on and get the equal. Well, no, I think it was a bit of Argentine uh, sort of sympathy there. Well, but I'm not so knows? sure. I'm going to lob him onto the side. But what anyway, is, I've um, got for Montiel. What is your favourite curse word when the referee sends you off? Oh, okay. In- <laughs> yeah, you've really you've got to know your stuff about the inside the actors' oh, uh, studio. Marvelous show that was. A um, couple of things to get yes. going on. There's a story in today. So much I was quite surprised at. I knew nothing about it. Ips, it says Ips, which are trying to get Sheffield Wednesday supporting referee James Bell taken off of their crunch League One game with. Charlton tomorrow. Trackler boys are third, two points behind leaders, the Owls, uh, with a game in hand. But fans were raging yesterday when they discovered that Bell is a, uh, a, a, a fan of Sheffield Wednesday. Apparently told Ryan Lowe a couple of years ago when he was at Plymouth, the former player, he couldn't wait to tell me the ref that he used to sing my name. And Keith Hackett weighed in and said, look, I, I'm not questioning his integrity, but why the football league putting him in this situation? It could work out quite well for Ipswich because, mm. you know, we've all done it. I've done sort of mm. my under-8s games and then you were, you know, if you referee a match and you're refereeing your own kids or your own team, you tend to be harder on them. Yeah. I just so I just maybe maybe that's the way it would be. But you, why do that? Just don't give it to the guys. Just putting him on offer. No. It's just not worth it, is not it? It's not worth it. So maybe they're going to change it. Maybe they already have. Uh, we'll find out, no doubt. But it did... Have you ever... Situations in life where you've tried ultimately not to be biased, and have you managed it in what circumstances, sporting or otherwise? Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. And uh, the, the uh, Jurgen Klopp analogy of trying to get... Mm. Giving a five-year-old a Ferrari... It's quite an interesting one, is it? Is there is was there a gift, Andy, back in the day that you felt you missed out on? Was there a, was there a, was there a little thing you always coveted as a kid that you wanted that spinning top? Not really, was. I was quite a sport brat. Yeah, <laughs> I find that hard to believe, really, these days. But you, so that you wanted for nothing. I wanted for nothing. You did. He had an Italian manservant. He used to wash him down when he was thirteen. He used to hose me and down. And you think? Do you used to hose you? Was he? Was, no, it, was it El John Becco? I think I was not thirteen. I was a bit younger than that. Okay. Still no excuse. But the family had an Italian manservant. Well, didn't you know, they? What was his name? Happened. Giuseppe. Just Unsurprisingly. <laughs> Giuseppe the Italian man. They were a couple that worked in the house, Teresa and Giuseppe. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they sound like one of those acts that used to be on the Paul Daniels show. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, they are. They're, they're acrobats. They're magicians. <laughs> they're Teresa and they're Teresa and Giuseppe. They'll You're be delighted like to get a mention on the show. I don't know if they're listening. I wouldn't. I mean, Andy, <laughs> if they were looking after you when you were six or seven, I, I doubt if they're around. <laughs> That's probably true. Did you not keep in touch with Teresa and Giuseppe? Uh, yeah, they'd be about 90-something now, wouldn't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, well, they might still be going. Still railing against you. Still, You turn them into... T- I can't believe. Why, why did they sack a potter? It'd be all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, now, I don't know if you saw this morning in the sun the yeah. potato that's supposed to look like a seal. A woman found a potato. Yes, I, I did see that, yeah. It doesn't look like <clears throat> a potato, no. basically. I could see, I could see it. I, you know, you couldn't. Yeah. During but that kind of movie. Last night, I, had, I discovered a twiglet that looked like a seahorse. Look at that. That does. A seahorse. Twiglet seahorse. Send that off to the tabloids. Now, and that I, could be I've gold, discovered that, that if you... Basically, you can put them on eBay. People are selling odd-shaped twiglets on eBay. This, look at this one. I, 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 what do you reckon that's worth? Uh, Should we see if anybody wants to buy it? We'll put it up on TSH and J. Three, 300 quid for this. 300 quid? Basically, yeah, for this twiglet on eBay. No, what's, it, what's it? Let me have a look. I should know what it's, it's in the shape of. formed magical twiglet. No, that's, that's nonsense. 300 quid. Well, look. Um, we'll see if you get any offers. Mine's better, my seahorse. Andy's does look like a seahorse. We'll put it on at TSH and J, and if you've got any offers, feel free to... I'm sure he'll give the money <laughs> no, to charity. Give the money at the Willow Foundation. Sue said to me, you've eaten it now. Oh, have you eaten it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK, well, that was the end of that <laughs> strand. Um, I can give you the photo. Was there something you coveted, like that Ferrari <laughs> when you were five, and you never... Did you ever never get that Stretch Armstrong? Well, I used to call it Stretch Everson after our fine player, <laughs> Stefan Everson. You could play a ball to feet, but he'd still find a way to stretch and then be out for three weeks with a hamstring. Yeah. Um, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet J to get in touch. And we'll put the picture of the twiggly up, even though he hasn't eaten it. That's 300, you've eaten 300 quid. <laughs> it could have gone to the Willow Foundation. I anyway, had some incredible f- ones, shaped ones. I've had a camel, Have you? had a horse, yeah. I've had a so don't eat them. I know, but I don't think anybody's going to buy them, are they? 300 quid for that one. Nowhere near as good as yours. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is Ladies' Day at Aintree. Oh, yes, Rupert's favourite. Favourite day of any racing ever. And, um, (laughs) yeah, it's got some great racing for you as well. So let's look ahead to a fine afternoon's racing in the company of commentary team Rupert Bell and former jump jockey Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon, both. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. He goes full Leslie Phillips this Friday at Aintree normally, Lizzie. I don't know if you've seen him in action yeah. yet. Um, well, he's he's sort of quite. Um, he's not very good at being very subtle about no, some of his. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> his thought processes. Oh, there's not much of a filter going on. Um, we did we did even at one point have him pointing at someone on the television screen. I did say, can you not do that in real life, please? Was he ogling? <laughs> yeah. He's... Well, he was just pointing, sort well, of a bit yeah. madly. Yeah, he's not saying dri- I say. Dribbling. Yeah, just, just you know, yeah. just put a bit of bromide in his <laughs> continent. Lager this afternoon. Calm well, no, down I've, a bit. I, I've been given uh, my friend the wine tips. Oh, uh, 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 so I've got, I've got a plug for some red wine. Um, well, he brought an entire menu up, yep. didn't he? Well, I've just had a cackle poached cackle bean egg. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Poached cackle bean egg? Mm. What's it? Uh, is that just a breed of chicken? No, it's a very fancy brand of, of eggs that are free range. They are very nice, but they're very expensive. Wow. Well, uh, this is where you can get some. You can get a cackle bean well, egg. I'll tell you what, if they're that great, should we have a look at its yolk? Because that's yeah, how you tell, isn't it? Oh, right, hang on. Yeah. Right, let's have a look. Should right. be very golden. Oh, yeah, look at that bad boy. Yeah, I told oh, you. I see. Oh, if right. Lizzie's impressed, <laughs> it must be. <laughs> 
No, yeah, and it's and it's now oozing all over this um, steak brisket. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He can't help himself. Better food than we got at Cheltenham. <laughs> yeah. Cackle bean oh, egg and steak brisket. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Glad I've had a fiver each way on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, I can even add a toasted crumpet if you want, which I can really take you full, Leslie Phillips, yes. if you want. <laughs> lovely. You can. Now, I want to ask you about this because I read this this morning. I think it's quite an unusual idea, but you'll tell me, Lizzie, whether this happens more often. Uh, Red Rum will be taking part in tomorrow's big race from Beyond the Grave. Wow. Part of the three-time winner's mane has been weaved into the bridle of runner Minella Trump, trained by Donald McCain, of course, son of legend Ginger McCain. So, does that happen often? Have you ever heard of anything like that? Well, I mean, there, uh, uh, no would be the short answer. Um, I think it's they've done it with all of their horses that have taken part in the Grand National since the days of Red Rum. Um, it's it's a really touching thing to do, isn't it? I mean, not all of us have access to the equine greats. Um, how much mane have they got? <laughs> well, I don't. I expect it's probably it's probably kind of getting less and less every time, isn't yeah. it? I'm sure bits of it. Why did it be decaying? Sorry? I mean, he died in 95. No, it's I don't know, maybe they keep it in the fridge the rest of the year round or keep something. Keep it in the fridge? <laughs> next, to the, next to the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't... Whenever it, of course, he's, Red Rum is buried here just by the uh, finishing line. Mm. Well, know? I mean, they don't exhume him every year. <laughs> I imagine it's the same. <laughs> God, I thought it was just a comedy programme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dark satanic now, mills we with have, a... We, we have got a serious point for Lizzie. You were telling me only about oh, betting. Yeah, this was a piece in The Times this morning that gamblers' bias against female jockeys could make for a big payout in tomorrow's race. And this is the idea that basically you know, horses that have an even chance, if they're on... If a woman jockey's on them, the punters steer clear and say, therefore, the odds are longer. Which is <laughs> yeah, because there are still a whole load of people that say, get back in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why. Despite <laughs> Rachel Blackmore being so yeah. brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, there you are. That's, that's ignorance for you. Well, yeah, well but Rachel Blackmore's horse for tomorrow, uh, ain't that a shame, is being backed into favouritism. So I think oh. that article's not standing the test of time at the moment. No, no um, we don't know what the proof was for that, but that was the Times, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, it was. Paper record. So, well, uh, I yeah, the steam coming out of Lizzie's ears. Well, at uh, the yeah. it's, just something, it's just something that you see regularly, I think, as a female sports person. These, these attitudes still remain, still remain. No. Yeah. It's madness. I agree. Well, thank you, caller. That no, was no. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie from the West Country there. Very upset. £100 worth of tall station matches. She's just one. Uh, corner of the week. I saw earlier in the week that Harry Redknapp's nap for the... Harry Redknapp's nap? Harry Redknapp's nap for the National. Oh, yeah. Is his own horse. Back on the lash. Oh, he's gone for... Oh, OK. Well, well, he, someone has to like it, I suppose. Oh, oh hang on. Hang on. <laughs> and you can't di- uh, fault Harry's enthusiasm. Back on the lash has got absolutely no chance. No, you can't say that. Because if he wins, that will be used as a yeah. soundbite. I don't worry. <laughs> You'll well, be finished, lost. Rupert. Villa won't be using you as <laughs> their official. I'll put a little bit each way on it. A tiny bit, but I just thought of Harry's you've had, you've had, He's had to bet on 17 no, horses. No, yeah, but there's a reason for that. They're <laughs> not all for It's me. a family Family bets. thing. There are fifteen right. of us, and I put a bet on for all. It's of quite us. nice, actually. You do a posthumous bet, don't you? Yeah, do your father-in-law. Father that's lovely. He, I think it's really nice. It, so we always do one for him. That's as well. lovely. Oh, that's that's nice. that I'm sure a lot of us and, and a lot him. of people do that. I think. Yeah. I'm so sure. hopefully one of us will be in the frame. It is that sort of race, guys, isn't it? I mean, I think back, you know, watching it with my sort of late dad and stuff. You know, you you do remember the you know that sort of link to the past because you've always watched it even as a kid. I think. 
Well, I, I, my first one was sitting with my father and mother uh, watching Red Alligator win in 1968. Huddled around. Um, and uh, actually... One person, someone had a colour TV, and so it was on BBC Two because that was the early colour, so you could see it in colour. So if you wow. found someone who'd got a colour TV, I am showing my age here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that I remember, doing, as you quite rightly say, that's what families sit around watching it, and we were no exception. And we used to have grand national parties, and uh, and and that's all come together over the. I'm sort of <laughs> going down memory lane here. Yeah, we are. Grand National Party. A year earlier, and you'd seen Foreign Avon. That's right. Oh, come on, come on, Andy. Can you do your Michael O'Hare? Well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I stood <laughs> no, the test of time. Different times, Rupert. <laughs> um, just, although my first one I remember was uh, my. Honey and the Farley. There we are. I told you. you I can't shut him up. <laughs> and here comes who? Point even. There we are. Sorry, everybody in Ireland. Can't all the the gun. All the good work that Joe Biden's done in the last 48 hours, undone by Andy Jacob <laughs> with his cartoon <laughs> Irishman. No, Hair, with his Michael O'Hare. We used to say, he said, when we're at Cheltenham, I'll do my Michael O'Hare, the Irish love that. And uh, there was no evidence that they did. <laughs> if you're Irish and you like that, let us know. Um, yeah, my first one was my dad went and put a little, and he gave me the, the little slip. I was only about 11, and it was, I was on Crisp. Really? <laughs> and oh. if you know your horse racing, yeah. it was absolutely hacking up. And until it started I, I to move, finish this week. I it's saw it on the, YouTube. Yeah. It's an amazing <laughs> finish, isn't it? Yeah. Crisp, you just How old were you in. How old were you in 73 then? Yeah, I was about 11, I think, when that race happened. 10, 11 years old, and I was on crisp, and I thought, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. This is the first race I've ever had, sort of 10p each way, I know it probably wasn't that much. And, of course... Same as you bet now. Yeah, I haven't really (laughs) upped the ante. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, it started a moonwalk, and Red Rum won and became a legend, and has got a bit of mane in the race tomorrow, and he's buried under, and I thought, crisp, what happened to crisp, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Ah, he's back, no, he's, uh, he's buried in Yorkshire, I think, by a brook. Oh, is he? I is saw, he? yes, there's a lovely picture of his grave as well. Oh, that's oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. I'll go and yeah. visit one day. <laughs> visit. Yeah, well done, I'll say. Stand over here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, you lost me 25p, which was a, pool, which was a pool's grave. win in 1973. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, this is a wonderful idea. A bit of satire, and I think all of us could, uh, around the whole country, yeah. could easily go outside our front doors and have a game of this <laughs> at the moment. It's pothole golf. Um, ben Thornbury is a teenager, and he, he looked around his local area and just couldn't believe the amount of potholes nearby and thought, there's a crazy golf course in this. So he put up the signage, <laughs> advertised it, and uh, I'm, I'm sure in an effort to shame his local council. Uh, let's see if it's worked. Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon. Yeah, this is inspired. Yeah. It's, it's because, as I said, funny enough, off air, but myself and Charlie Baker have such interesting conversations. Were there this many potholes 10 years ago we were saying to each other off air? And probably not. I mean, you get a sense well, of... it's partly from global yeah, warming. it's global it's warming conditions. Yeah, money to sort them out. Councils can't keep on top of it. They don't have the resource. I, I'm not altogether sure they use... Uh, you know, good enough materials anymore because it seems as soon as they repair them, uh, they. Sorry, I'm suddenly sound like Mike Graham. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as they repair them, they go again. So, uh, was it the frustration of all of that that led you to do this, Ben? Yeah, it was so frustrating because residents just kept complaining. There's potholes in the high street. There's potholes all over the roads, and nothing was getting done about it. The reports were getting closed down, and then also. Um, like they were filling them and as you say 
they were just like a couple of weeks later just back to potholes again so they just weren't getting filled properly or patched properly so yeah that was my frustration and that's why i went out and started the crazy pothole golf how many people Mm. turned up then after you you let it be known you were going to do this there was like 20 plus and then there started more coming along as well and for a small town Mm. everyone was just coming past it and no one knew i was doing it i just rocked up in the middle of the street and just started playing it and everyone was recording on the buses and everyone was coming past taking photos did you present a green safety vest at the end for the winner? That, yeah, the green. Oh, no. Put the green vest on that you can play for. Every, do it every day until Wiltshire Council come out and repair them. That's right. Issue the green vest. Be lovely if it'd be like it'd be like Field of Dreams and people just descended on Malmesbury and and wanted to play it. And you got a, John Rahm popped up. That'd be great. Upset with the potholes in Spain. So, um, what did it play like as a course? Did you? Where'd you get all the clubs from? Um, well, I had a lot of clubs from home because my uncle used to play golf and I had the bag and the flag, so I just brought it all from home. Really? <laughs> and has it? have you had a reaction from the council yet? I mean, I, I noticed in the Telegraph today where I saw the story, they'd been approached for comment and obviously hadn't said anything, but it's, it is, I mean, look, they're not alone in this Wiltshire Every council around the country has got this same issue, but have you heard anything from them? Um, apparently they're going to resurface the high street in the next couple of weeks. So crazy pothole golf did work out and hopefully it put a bit of pressure on them and hopefully it made them, made it a bit more pressure on them to get it fixed quicker. Yeah, you'll be able to reopen the course in six months. It'll be fine. Yeah, (laughs) you'll be back up and running, no doubt. Um, Did did you upset any motorists or, or not? No, to be fair, most of them were going past, putting their thumbs up and pretty good reaction no one was upset really yeah. well, this is the thing isn't it because there's so many people's cars been a bit, people have done wheels done tyres mm. and like you can try and attempt to blame the council and get your money back but I know somebody who did that and it was like two years yeah, it was like a real on, the, the ongoing most dangerous battle cyclists and, and motorbikes yeah of course yeah that's the other thing so look beautifully done uh, a, a serious point made in, in a in a humorous way and uh, a few people had a game of golf as well so is it was it one off or finally Ben or will you be doing it again? Um, I might be doing it again somewhere else. I might go to another town and yeah. start playing a bit of golf in the middle of the road. Take idea. it on the road, like the circuit, like live golf. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, Ben. Well done. Thanks very much. Thank you. There's uh, Ben Thornbury. Yeah, another circuit starts up a rival. There'll be a rival. Greg Norman's. Yeah, not happy with the potholes in Cairns or something, quite possibly. But yeah, look, yeah, beautifully done. Let's see if it, it has any uh, makes any difference. Uh, all my friends in my street, and we mentioned uh, uh, this is from Sleaford. This is Sharpie from Sleaford. Uh, he says, um, all my friends in my street, including myself, are all wanting BMX bikes one Christmas, and all my friends got one. I didn't get one. This is oh. Jurgen Klopp saying it's like a five year old asking for a Ferrari and you're telling us about the things those ones you missed out on however my dad said the words we all love to hear oh there's one more present to open but it's too big to put under the tree and we thought here we go ran into the back garden and my dad had bought me a fishing rod I've never been fishing I tried it and it wasn't for me my dad the big fisherman went on to inherit the rod there we go which was probably always his plan (laughs) says Sharpie so you never got that Ferrari when you were five much like uh, Jürgen Klopp what did you miss out on what do you still cover 
Maybe there's still time for you to get it. A lot of these old toys are coming back. I'll see if I can find... See, Andy admitted he was spoilt and got everything he wanted. But <laughs> I think we can go and find him true. a battling tops <laughs> or something like that, or frustration <laughs> or something like that that he wanted as a kid that he couldn't get. Talksport.com, <laughs> text 81089. Tweet it. Well, you're the one who said, well, no, I, I, I no, said, did I, you... You I, said, no, yeah. I was a spoilt brat. No, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't let it affect me. No, no, of course, and you never took it into adulthood, no. which is important. Yeah, very I think, much so. Which is important. <laughs> no sense of entitlement there. Whatsoever. When, even when it comes to your football team. <laughs> um, can I just... Uh, I just uh, Liam dacey has been in touch. He's a regular listener to the show, big Leicester City fan, and he's asked me to you salute... to play for Birmingham. Uh, no, I don't think so. You're thinking of somebody else. Yeah. I, I, not as far as I know. I'll have to ask him. But uh, he wants to salute Dean Weston, who's a former soldier who has been walking from Johnny Groats to Land's End in aid of the charity in Memphis. And he is close. I think he's only a few miles away now from Land's End. It's been a gargantuan wow, effort in tremendous. quite terrible weather. So he's a, uh, a former soldier and uh, well done to him. Only a few miles to go. So, uh, well done to you, and uh, we wish you well. And you can uh, probably have a, a well-earned pint and a rest, uh, Dean, when you've uh, finished the walk. So, uh, congratulations to you, raising £10,000 plus for Memphis. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy. Yes. What do you want to talk about? The, um, the floor is yours. Thanks very much. I've got a lovely one from the genre, the what about the nurses genre. This is where yeah. people write pointless letters comparing the amount of money that footballers earn 
to nurses. Well, so you, some might call it pointless. Others may say it's a good point. I don't know, Andy. It's, you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's never going to change. It's a pointless thing. Anyway, this is this is one of those. I'll never understand how someone who kicks a ball for a living earns millions more than doctors who save lives. It should be the other way around. Well, you couldn't disagree with that. But no, you it's couldn't. It's never going to happen, so there's no point writing in on it, yeah. really. Is Interested there? if you... Erling Haaland with 14 quid an hour, wouldn't it? And see what happens then. <laughs> he wouldn't be too happy. No. And uh, a dog, you see this dog's got 160,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It looks a bit like uh, the cartoon dog Snoopy. Uh, does it really? Yeah. And somebody said, Snoopy, is that you? And you think, not really. Snoopy's a drawing, but don't worry about okay. it. Fairly literal. You can tell the sort of mood he's in when he goes through the papers. Obviously, it's not in a good mood. It's all it's all football related, isn't it? It is. It's very much so. The the word egg has been put into the tabloid thesaurus. That's where they have to come up with a different word for spherical food stuff. I'm going to go with is what they what do they go with? Versatile food. Oh, versatile food stuff. (laughs) Not bad. Food stuff. Food stuff would get in there somehow. Yeah, it's good, really. And what else? Um, yes, no, I've done that one. Okay, you've done that one. Okay, and he has a list that he just ticks these, oh, yeah. this nonsense off. Fingers crossed the UK gets to host football's Euro 2028 tournament, says Harry Hodge from Aldershot in Hans as yes. he writes to the Sun. Oh, yes. It would bring the country together and generate billions for the economy. It's not billions, is it? It's not going to generate I billions. Think, I think it will generate billions. No, it does It will generate billions. It, it won't. Okay. Not billions. Maybe a billion, if you're lucky. (laughs) Not quite as good in the newspaper, is it? (laughs) Let's hope it generates a billion, if we're lucky. No one wants to read that. And I was reading about Eddie Marson. He's in the new uh, film about um, Amy Winehouse, and he's playing Amy Winehouse's dad. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. That's great casting, isn't it? Well, it is. What he said was that he went up to Mitch and he sniffed him so that he could tell what aftershave he was wearing, so that he'd wear the same aftershave. That is really method, isn't it? He's gone for it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do we know what Mitch wears? It's all acting. You don't really. I suppose you've only got to get in the cab with Mitch if he's still if he's still in the cab, and it'll waft through the window. Because obviously he did a bit of research. Yes. uh, When he met him, he thought that smells nice. That's fancy. A bit of Aramis there. And uh, Euro 2028 will generate billions. It says here. It's not true. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Declan Rice was pictured in the paper yesterday morning ahead of the West Ham game, Hmm. and. they wanted to illustrate that he's looking quite cool. So they said, uh, Rice was looking cool yesterday, even without the ice cream we've added. Yes. What's the point of that? I did see that, yeah. They'd, uh, they were talking about not being vanilla in the game, not being over, you know, not yeah. getting red cards, but not being vanilla. That's why they put an ice cream there, <laughs> Andy. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. No, it's not three o'clock. Don't worry. Your watch isn't wrong. It's an hour earlier than usual because we have a live racing this afternoon, but we could we have to squeeze Martin Kellner oh, in we've got to squeeze with him. a week of sport on TV somehow. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you boys. You're right. Yeah, That's we're not so thinking. bad. Um, we've got the uh, Welsh Snooker Championship getting underway tomorrow. And you've been watching a bit of Snooker on the BBC iPlayer, I understand. Yes, Gods of Snooker, mm. which is their uh, sort of documentary series. There's three episodes. I watched episode two because episode two is the really interesting one. It's where Alex Higgins is sort of the king of snooker, but the guy who's threatening to take his crown is Steve Davis. 
uh, whose um, big mistake, uh, Steve Davis, was uh, taking part in the Conservative Party rally right. in 1983. It starts with that, mm. and he's introduced on stage by Jimmy Tarbuck, right. the uh, well-known comedian. Not the plumber. I say, uh, not the plumber. No, I say <laughs> that. No, the reason I'm saying that is because uh, Stuart Armour, who's joined our team mm. uh, overnight, uh, it cropped up. Jimmy Tarbuck's age, he's 83, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. His, his age cropped up in our quiz, very similar to your quiz, but mm. uh, yeah, it cropped up in our quiz. <laughs> and he'd never heard, he didn't know who Jimmy Tarbuck oh, was. For goodness sake. Oh, dear. Yeah, I thought, however young you were, you know, you'd know yeah. Lisa Tarbuck's dad, if nothing else. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, so the comedian Jimmy Tarbuck mm. is, uh, is sort of introducing, he's the host there at the Conservative Party rally. And then uh, Steve Davis comes on and he, has a little prepared joke where he said, I didn't realise how important it was to be potting reds. And of course, gets a big cheer for oh, that. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but later on, he said, you know, interviewed in the current um, in the current climate, he yeah. says, uh, it's the biggest bollard we ever... We didn't say bollard, <laughs> but he says it's the biggest one we ever dropped. So it's obviously, you know, but it's fun to look back on things that mm. people did 40 years ago that they uh, regret. But it's Essentially, a great the snooker doesn't look any, I mean, it doesn't look any different. They're still effectively wearing the same clothes. Everything looks the same, doesn't it? I would imagine. Has the game changed? I don't think it has changed that much, has it? Well, I think what's happened is people are, are fitter, obviously, than yeah. they used to be. They're more, they concentrate more on the sort of mental aspect of it mm. and that sort of thing. I don't think you get as many amazing upsets that you're certainly in this this episode of uh, Gods of Snooker that I was watching where somebody goes seven frames up and then you know loses that lead mm. it's um, you know it's, you, sh- you shouldn't mentally you shouldn't do that unless you're Manchester United against Seville obviously <laughs> Other, otherwise you wouldn't expect to lose that sort of lead and mm. obviously when Steve Davis came into the game it did all change and people when you look at the, the early years when you look at what the programme tells you about 1983 and 1984, there's tabloid headlines all the time. Mm. Uh, And as they say, it's the girls, the drugs, the headlines. Those days, I think, have sort of disappeared yeah. to, to a large extent. Um, and, and also what, what has changed is snooker clubs, you know, the Romford Snooker Club, yeah, where, yeah. Um, you know, where Barry Hearn first spotted Steve Davis. That's all different. And the gambling there, as they say, the gambling was off the scale. They would draw a veil over that. The, the company moment. I worked for had the production rights for snooker for a while. Yeah. I used to answer viewers' inquiries on David Vine's cardigans. Yes. Was that your was that your full time job? That was my full time. So people job. would say, "Can you ask David where he got that one from? I want to buy one." Yeah, basically. they were those yeah. golf club cardigans that David Vine used to wear. The mm. kind of Harlequiny things. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds well, good. Gone to yeah, it's great. Well player. worth watching. Yeah, well worth watching. There's three episodes of it, uh, uh, and if you want the David Vine cardigans, they are in episode two. Oh, good. <laughs> um, good yeah. Check on Sky Documentaries. Uh, yeah. I've seen this advertised. Worth watching. Yeah, very much worth watching. It's sort of uh, produced on the, in the style of, of hip-hop music, if you like. Oh. You know, it's very bitty. But it's largely uh, Shaquille O'Neal um, sit, and his, and his mum later on in the, uh, in the documentary as well, sitting in a chair just talking about stuff, right. um, <laughs> which is surprisingly entertaining. Mm. It comes on at the start, it says, Disclaimer. 
this is a true story, but told by Shaquille O'Neal. And as he, as he himself says, sometimes when you tell a story, you want to add a little barbecue sauce. Um, <laughs> and it's a very, really good soundtrack. He starts off with uh, Time After Time, Cindy Lauper and Take On Me, Aha. And he calls those, these are white man classics. <laughs> white man classics. Uh, but there's lots of uh, sort of hippie hop music as, uh, music as well. Hippie and hop music. Your well, honor. Sort of, hippie hop music, Your Honour. Uh, yes. Children like it. What, what is hip hop music? What is this hip hop music? Uh, yes, well, yeah, uh, Your Honour. There's a bit of that as well. Yeah. But really good. And uh, his mum's very amusing as well. Mm. He says, uh, Shaquille O'Neal says, Oh, yeah, I once saw my mother knock, knock out a bus driver one time. Really? Yeah. That was a great episode of On the Buses. It's probably when they yeah. tried the American pilot, I would imagine. <laughs> so, sounds like it would be. Yeah. But basically what happens is the, the, the under fives ride free on the buses. But because um, the O'Neill kids, and there was a lot of them, because mm. the O'Neill kids were uh, were very tall. I mean, mm. obviously, you know, Shaquille O'Neill, basketball player, but they were all tall. And the bus driver didn't believe that, um, that this kid was... Uh, under five so she lamped him and basically that's that's the story um oh. and it's full of interesting family stories he didn't know um he didn't know that his dad wasn't his dad you know who's brought up by a guy who wasn't his dad but then they went back the clue was he was um, only five foot six is that <laughs> <laughs> donna stell that's it yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. four foot eight yeah that's just, he might have guessed yeah, yeah. Very good. you're a bit Very of an good. outlier shack he used to say to him he just let it he let it ride yeah that's yeah. true and the movie that saved his life mm. the movie that saved his life was called i don't know have you seen this film the fish that saved pittsburgh are you familiar no. With that. No, I'm not. The fish that saved Pittsburgh. It was about Dr. J. Ah, um, oh yeah, obviously yeah, a basketball, yeah. yeah, basketball star, and uh, that was the film that pointed him in the direction. The fish Julius Irving. Saved. This is Julius called, Irving. Yeah, yeah, Irving. Yeah. 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 Irving. Yeah, he wasn't known as the um, fish, was he? Dr. J. In the movie, he was known as the fish. It was all about Dr. J, and it was definitely called wow. the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Okay, if I'd had time, yeah, check mm. it out because uh, I never, I should have checked it out really, shouldn't I? But I didn't. Martin, we're nearly um, out of time, and maybe we'll stay there for next week because I do want to yeah. talk a bit of rugby league with you. We've got four big games uh, this evening, but the standout yeah, game is yeah. it's the big grudge match between Warrington Wolves and Wigan. And we were at the first game against Leeds at, uh, in February. We went along and mm. we broadcast there from uh, from Warrington. Went we to the game it. afterwards. It was great. I mean, there was a steely determination of Daryl Powell, coach at the time, and you kind of felt that he sort of felt that they were, you know, they were right up for it. What had happened last season? Mm. And blimey, they have been, they have been sensational. Fantastic. They're yet to lose, and they go there tonight. Uh, I mean, Wigan are playing pretty well. They only lost one game, mm. so it should be an should absolute corker this tonight, mm. shouldn't it? It should be, and, and Wigan are not without a real chance because they beat Saints last week, and mm, yeah. uh, they're looking they're looking good as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So much sport for you here on Talksport, Talksport Two, of course, boxing, mm. racing, football. But yeah. you can squeeze in a bit of non-sporting. I need to find something to watch tomorrow at three o'clock. Yes, well, I know but somebody will be. Isn't football? Glued to the radio, that'd be Mike Ward from the the Star. He's here mm. to tell us about the non-sporting telly. He's a Brighton and Hove Albion fan. 
Uh, maybe a tad unlucky against Spurs last oh, week. Tad, oh, tad oh, unlucky, maybe one or two decisions. Chelsea get the backlash of that. They get about three VAR yeah. penalties. <laughs> you well, yeah, you'll be I able don't. to punch a couple in tomorrow. It won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, we can do anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. We can be play our Guaranteed three points tomorrow. You know, I, I was very impressed with. But I mean, you know, I know how good they are anyway. I've seen them in the flesh already against mm. Spurs this season. But um, they were they were yeah, good side. They knock it around. They're a very good side. And yeah, obviously, you're completely sawn off last week. <laughs> But um, such is life. Yes. Well, you know, and we go again you tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, Project Home. This is a new series on Channel Four. It's on the, tonight, eight o'clock. Nick yeah, Grimshaw. Actually, Nick Grimshaw. Yeah. Uh, who mm. knew? Yeah. Property property show. Where mm. it's a bit like. Have you seen that one on BBC Two with Angela Scanlon, where they basically they put on those virtual virtual reality headsets and they get a, yeah. a, an artificial you know view of what their house could look like if mm. you let the people come in. It's basically like that, except without the headsets. Tremendous. <laughs> okay. Bit of more me too telly fantastic Marvelous. isn't it just what we need there yeah. you go it's actually just a one-off for now but oh, okay. they're clearly hinting is it right at the end where they say that was fun wasn't it nick yes let's hope we can do it again i mean sort of oh, yeah. dropping a heavy hint that you want a series out of it but anyway That's true. there you go uh, so okay, Project Home eight o'clock, Channel Four tonight is a one-off. Have I got news for you? Is back. Yes, Charlie Brooker is uh, the guest uh, host for this new yeah, series. Series sixty-five, funny. apparently this one. Wow, uh, such a long time. I sort of hardly ever watch it. I think, but it's still, it's still very good. Yeah. It's still very good. Yeah, I mean, I I, I sort of went off it a, a, a while, but I used to watch it religiously. But yeah, uh, Miles Jopp's on it. I like Miles Jopp, so he'll be good. Yeah, good people. Yep. Yeah. So that's nine o'clock, uh, BBC One. Um, what else we got now? Tomorrow, well, well, interesting. Yes. We got a couple of. Uh, we got Britain's Got. Talent uh, yes. returns now with, of course, Bruno. Yeah, as the producer, <laughs> not, not, not the break. Here They've we go. got nobody left to discover. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. The sound of a barrel no. being scraped. Well, maybe well, not. I haven't actually watched. Uh, I don't even know if they sent me, if they've given me access to a preview, but I haven't summed up the enthusiasm to watch it anyway. Um, the caliber. It says according to the Billings, the caliber of talent this year is higher than ever. Wow. Who'd have thought? I, I read that they're <laughs> they not going to be it's good, not yeah. as good as last year. Did they? Sorry, what, sorry, I read that they're not going to be bringing in sort of people from other got talent shows around <clears> the world and then pretend that they just turned up for an audition. Yes, I know. That's that's just becomes a bit. I, I mean, we've, we've become a lot more sort of knowing, haven't we, as viewers over the twenty odd years since X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. Mm. We know how we know how it works. We can see the strings being pulled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think we're all a little bit more. Even the non-skeptical amongst us are, are a little more skeptical. And uh, Bruno taking over from David Williams. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Bruno fan of, of any uh, any Bruno. I, I, these days. I, no, no, seriously. <laughs> Since he I, left I, and I went to Chelsea, well, he's no no longer there. So you like him no. again? Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I don't quite get it. He I just sort of stands yeah. up and gets excited, yes. which is fine. But I mean, yeah. I think David Brown's anyway. He was actually quite funny, but you know, funny you would be good. Yeah, mm. and then of course, talking of genuinely funny, Lee Mack is back uh, with yes. the One Percent Club. Yeah, it's a good show. This uh, one of the guys that I worked with on fantasy football many many years ago has created this show. It's Dean yes. Nabarro. Oh, yeah. It's really okay. good. Nice really one. good format. It works really well. The format's great. Um, you don't have to be sort of have an encyclopedic knowledge of anything. You could be, you know, you could be as thick as some of the people on Mastermind and still do okay <laughs> on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, not celebrity Mastermind. That's <laughs> just any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, talk about dumbed out. Anyway, yeah, Lee Mack is 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 a great host. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for most of us who used to seeing him on, you know. Um, 
with Al yeah. and not going out, etc., etc. But he's fallen into this role and effortlessly, and he manages to bring his personality without compromising that and make a great sort of presenter at the same time. So it works beautifully. Yeah. ITV 925, the 1% Club returns. And then on Sunday, he's had a lot of pre-publicity. Yeah. Oh. Scared of the Dark, Danny Dyer, the yeah, host. Yeah, giving that a complete miss. Eight <laughs> celebrities <laughs> challenged to live for eight days in complete darkness. Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother with the lights off, basically. It's it's uh, eight celebrities, uh, Chris Eubank, Paul Gascoigne, uh, Nicola Adams and and more. Chris McCausland, who's a stand-up comedian who is blind and mm. actually does incredibly well because he, you know, he's in an environment where for once he feels yeah. like he's the one who can help really other people. Not a surprise, is it, really? <clears throat> so it is a... It is interesting, shall we say? But uh, mm. if you if you're happy to watch most of your TV for uh, up to 90 minutes for per night for the next five in in sort of night vision, yeah, that's the way I like to. My do TV it. will be dark. I'll be listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then yeah. obviously lots of people getting scared and shrieking a lot, quite sweary. I mean, it, you know, I don't really get. I can't really be bothered about stuff. That, like, so it's a bit like being on a ghost train. Do they still start making <laughs> yes, noises? Actually, and... to be honest, so now I like think about it, like? there are elements of it because yeah. it's all pre-recorded. So I've watched a fair chunk elements of it actually that do feel as if people who used to work on a ghost train and be made redundant <laughs> have probably been hired <laughs> great news imagine that in the ghost train household where they came back and went Woo, we're back in business yeah, it's fantastic yeah, I've just yeah. had a call from uh, from Channel 4 is it Channel 4 is it, it Channel is, 4? of course it's Channel 4 Channel, of course yeah, it's got the mark of quality the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast well there we are that was this afternoon show we go again Andy on Monday oh after yes another busy weekend of football Danny Kelly will be here Andy Already knows in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in the barrel? Frank? All of them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Felix. And we'll see. Whose turn will it be in the barrel? We'll find out on Monday. Till then, have Morning a great Felix. weekend. Do hope you can join us from uh, one on Monday. If not, the podcast will be available at around four. Thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 